Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm the lead pastor at Vintage Church. We're so grateful that you would take time to lean into a teaching from one of our weekend worship gatherings. Each week, one of our pastors opens the Word of God with a relevant message in the hopes that you are inspired to live and love like Jesus. We invite you now to open your heart and mind and lean into the Word of God. Go ahead and grab your Bible. However you're going to access God's Word, pull up your phone. If you even got one of these things, this actually like paper and leather. Um, I won't ask you to hold it up if you got it, because I, I can't, yeah. Can I just ask you to do something this year? Bring, bring your Bible to church. And, and, and I'm cool if, if that's like a, an iPhone, because I know some of us are tech people, but let this be the year where you do more than read God's word on a screen. Come on. Like, can I just challenge you to do that just to get in the Word? Like, to, and if you, want, if, if you don't have a Bible, um, we will give you one. I think we have some. If we don't, we'll get you some this week and leave your name at the info bar, and we'll give you one next week. Or you can have mine. I'll buy another one, okay? You just come take, it's got some scribble in it that you can't read anyway, but that's okay, because my handwriting is not very good. But grab your Bible and go to Ephesians. Go to the book of Ephesians. Because, and I know y'all heard that we're supposed to be in Moses and all that kind of stuff, but Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, is really the verse that kind of launched this idea of forward. And now I'm not a word of the year kind of guy. Anybody word of the year people? Like every year, like this is my word, it's abide, I love Jesus. And you know, like some people just do that, that's fine, okay, it's cool. But I, I, that's not me, but this year for our church that God, God kind of planted this word forward in my heart. In Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 is, is a verse that probably all of you are familiar with. It's one that you've read multiple times. And I love how the New American Standard Bible kind of translates it because it, it's, the, it's these words that really stuck in my spirit. It's Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. Y'all ready for the word of God? Say amen. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Ain't that good? Just leave it on the screen for a little bit, y'all. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we might walk in them. Like, I feel like I could, like, I got 17 messages I wanna preach today, and I'm trying to figure out which one y'all supposed to hear. We are God's workmanship. Like there's so much beauty and power in that singular verse. So many reminders, so many things that should shift the tone of your spirit as you sit on the first Sunday of 2022. That's it. I still can't, 2022. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Like beforehand, like God, you know what that means? There's not a single human that's ever existed by accident. I don't care what your mama told you. I don't care, seriously, I don't care about the circumstances surrounding your conception. I don't care what your, all your experiences have been. I don't care how many people have looked at you in ways that are less than valuable. You were created by God and for God. You were handcrafted by the creator of the universe. You were made by God in his image, on purpose and with purpose. Come on, somebody. That should be a big deal that you are not random, 
that God made you on purpose. He handcrafted you. Jeremiah 1.5 has always been a really powerful verse in my life because y'all don't know, like I was, I was not conceived in the most ideal circumstances and my biological mom got pregnant with me when she was very, very young, put me up for adoption, but I know that God had a plan for me. While I was in her womb, God was forming me, making me, and he has designed and ordained that I stand on this platform and preach the word to you people. And what I love, pull that, pull that verse back up, Corey. Pull it back up. Y'all give a shout out to Corey back there trying to keep up with me. Yeah, give, give some love to Corey. Which God prepared beforehand, then so that we would walk in them. So that we would walk in them. That you were produced by purpose, but you were also made, look at me, you were made for movement. That this purpose that God has for your life, he is molding it in you, working it in you, transforming you all throughout your life. That it is a progressive thing that he is doing in you day by day by day. Come on. From the moment that you're born to the day you die, God is moving you towards who he created you to be, forming you, transforming you, changing you, shifting you, building things in you in order for you to accomplish that purpose in your life. You with me? Say amen. And what God is constantly trying to do is take you from here to there. God is always trying to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Because he always is doing something new in your life. Y'all with me? He's always molding you. If you're not dead, God's not done. Like there's still things he's doing inside of you. I don't care, I don't care if you met Jesus last Tuesday or you've been walking with him for 75 years. There are things he's continued. There's still places he wants you to go. This walk with Jesus is not a thing where you just arrive and you settle and you just ride it out till you go to heaven. The more you search him, the more you know there's more of him to search for. <laughs> the more you know him, the more you realize there is more of him to know. Come on. And, and, and this book is, is just full of stories of the human experience. And like I hear people now saying like, well, you're not Moses, you're not David. No, I'm a human made just like they were made on purpose and for purpose. And I think God gave us their stories so as to learn lessons to lean into, to shape us and use as a toolkit for this thing called life. And this, this book is full of people who God's saying, all right, you're here. I wanna take you from here to there. Even like we, we looked at it right before Christmas. Adam and Eve, you're here, you're broken, you're sinful, you chose the wrong thing and you have separated yourself from, you're here, I'm gonna take you there because through the womb of a woman, I'm gonna bring the savior of the world. Abraham, you're here, I wanna take you there. Jesus looked at Peter and said, Peter, you're here on this boat, I wanna take you there till you'll preach the Pentecost message and watch thousands of people give their lives to me. Paul, you're here killing Christians, determined to snuff out the church. I'm gonna take you there, the greatest church planner this movement has ever known. God is constantly showing us in this book that he wants to take people from where they are to where he desires them to be. That's true for every person in this book. That was hard. I hurt my hand a little bit. It's true for you too. 
So here's the question. Are you moving? Are you making progress? We stand here on the first Sunday of a new year. Have you made progress? Are you moving forward? Are you closer to who he created you to be now than you were when we sat here a year ago? Because we've had a lot of reasons over the last few years to get stuck. It has been two years of suck, I mean stuck. The first one might be more accurate, come on somebody. Are you making progress? And see, that's my hope of the next few weeks. Is, and, and I'm gonna go ahead and say, it's gonna, it's gonna get aggressive from the platform, okay? Because the way God's been doing this to me, if he's gonna do it to me, I'm gonna do it to you. Because I look at my life as I wrapped up 2021, and I'm thinking, man, there's so many areas in my life where I've settled. Where I've gotten stuck. Where I've become complacent. And I've, and I've had all the reasons you have. Well, this, and this, and this, and this, and well, this, and this, and this, and all these things in the world, and the pandemic, and, and God's like, yeah, there's, there's some reasons why you haven't been able to go there, but you're just using excuses for why you're stuck there. Come on, somebody. And so I, I've been reading these stories, and I love the story of, of Abraham, because it is the very essence of this, of this thing of God saying, here's where you are, Abraham. Here you are, you are stuck believing that you're never gonna have children, you're old in age, and believing this is the life you'll have for. But I got news for you. There's something through your line, through your lineage, I'm gonna build a great nation. And I know the timing doesn't seem right, but I am promising you, you will have a son. And through that son, I will build the nation that will eventually bring my son and will change the world. And his story, and the story of the nation of Israel is one that we can learn so much from. Because it is the essence of God saying, here's where you are. He said, Abraham, I'm going to take you from where you are, and I'm going to lead you and your people to the promised land. And so much of the, the first parts of our Old Testament are this journey of God taking a man and his family from where they are to where he wants them to be. And I want you to go on it with me. And my prayer is over the next few weeks that God will begin to stir some stuff up in us to push us towards the progress that he has and what area of, area of life you need it to be. That if there's a single place where you're stuck, you'll get unstuck. If there's a single place where you can claim to be content, but in reality you're only complacent, God will say, let's go. But progress isn't easy, amen, somebody. Forward ain't always fun, and progress comes with pain. Somebody tweet that. That was good. <laughs> Forward is not always fun, and progress comes with pain. Because you notice, again, shout out to Sean Barr. Y'all get, get a wide shot of, of that forward. See that W in forward? Don't that kind of feel like life? Like, we would love for forward to be, we would love from here to there to be linear, Quick in a straight line. Somebody testified, that ain't it. It is curvy, it is bumpy, it has got roots that want to trip you, it's got low-hanging limbs that want to smack you in the forehead, like there's all kinds of stuff. It is not easy. 
And if you're not careful, somewhere between here and there, you'll stop short. Because that's what happened to the nation of Israel. If you go down the line of their story, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then Jacob is the one that had all the sons. And his favorite was a man named Joseph. Y'all remember Joseph? Had that Gucci coat. He ended up in Egypt because his brothers were terrible people who sold him into slavery, but God was in it. Because see, if, if Joseph had not been in Egypt and not maintained his character in such a way where he was put in a position of power that allowed him to bring his brothers and their family to Egypt, they all would have died. There was a, remember the story? There was a famine that was coming. And this famine was going to stretch all the way to where the nation of Israel were on this timeline. See, they had been moving toward the promised land little by little, generation by generation, getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And then all of a sudden, there's this famine that's going to come, and it's going to wipe out all these people. But God had strategically put Joseph in this place in Egypt in order to bring his family, his brothers and their families to Egypt to save their lives. And they had to stay there for a while. That along the way from where they were to God wanted wanted them to be, they hit pause for a season in Egypt. Can you, do you know that there is times that God will put you on pause to protect your progress? That's a good word. That there are times that God will put you on pause to protect your progress. That God says, I need you to come to Egypt because of all the progress that you've made. If you don't come here for a season, you're going to die. And there's times that in your life, as you're moving towards he wants you, where he wants you to be, he'll need to put you on pause to protect your progress. You ever been there? He's going to say, you know what? You're going to burn out. And I'm glad you're doing a lot of things for my glory, but if I don't put you on pause for a season, it's gonna ruin your progress because you're doing too much and you can't sustain this pace. Does that make sense? Like every now and then, God will say, and see, we don't, we don't, we hear pause, we think progress, like Matt, you're talking to both sides of your mouth. (laughs) But sometimes the progress is a spirit that's willing to receive the pause when it comes from God. Last week, we took a pause for a Sunday so that our progress as we step in, and man, they came in heavy. Come on, somebody. Ooh. I hope they got Laura's inhaler back there because she's going to have an asthma attack by the third gathering. Sometimes God will intentionally place you on pause to protect your progress. What's God asking you to hit pause on maybe right now as you start this new year? See, sometimes God's saying, you need to hit pause. Some of y'all, you need to hit pause on social media so you can stop comparing your life to everybody else's and live out your calling in your life what God has for you and not them. There's some people in the room, God's asking you to hit pause on, on some relationships because if you don't hit pause on those people, they're gonna impede your progress. There's some people that, like, you know what, you, you've, been, you've been going so hard and for so long, and, and God's saying, if you don't hit pause, it's going to ruin your progress. You know why so many leaders fail? It's because they don't know when to hit pause. They burn out, they stress out, and they get to the point where they're vulnerable, and when you're exhausted, you're vulnerable to temptation. God, God hit pause to protect their progress. 
God looked at the nation of Israel and says, I know that we're, t- I, I'm taking you to the promised land, but we're going to hit pause in Egypt for a little while because if we don't, you're going to die. There's some people like, you need, you need to hit pause. And over the last couple years, some of those pauses have been involuntary, Right? Over the last couple years, when, when the pandemic hit, we had to hit pause on, on, on in-person gatherings for a little while because it was crazy and we didn't know what was gonna happen and so we needed to hit pause so that we could figure out what we needed to do forward. There's times that you have to hit pause in order to protect progress. And pause for some of us is something that we greatly resist because we're so driven and we're so ambitious and there's so much we wanna get done and we're doing it for God's glory. And he was like, you don't think I can keep working even when I put you on pause? Pause. But here's the problem. Sometimes we hit stop where God only intended to press pause. You know there's a difference between stop and pause? See, our problem is we hit pause and then we stay there. And we stay there and we stay there And that pause was necessary, look at me, that pause was necessary, but it wasn't supposed to be permanent. That pause was necessary, but God never intended it to be permanent. And it's becoming just that. And that was the problem with the nation of Israel. And Joseph knew this. And before he died, he looked at his family and he reminded them that God has put us on pause. But remember, fellas, this is not supposed to be permanent. Go to Genesis chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50, verse 24. said, Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die. But God will assuredly take care of you and bring you up from this land to the land which he promised on an oath to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. This was Joseph in his own subtle way before he took his last breath trying to remind his brothers, y'all, remember, this is not the destination. (laughs) That where we are is not where God intends us to stay. And see, the people of God, sometimes, can we be honest a little bit? Can can we be honest in church? We tend to go where God leads, but then linger longer than we should. We go where God leads, but we tend to linger longer than God intended. Joseph is trying to remind them, hey guys, remember, God made a promise to our ancestors to our grandfather and great-grandfather, that he didn't say, I will take you out of the land that you're in and put you in Egypt so that you can be miserable for the rest of your life. He said, no, I'm gonna take you from where you are to this promised land. And along the way, there would be a pit stop, there would be a pause to protect your progress. But remember, just because I hit pause doesn't mean it's supposed to be permanent. And if you turn the pause into permanent, it will not go well for you. And I wonder, I just wonder if over the last couple years that we press pause in a lot of areas of our lives because it was needed and it's necessary, but we've left it on pause a lot longer than we were supposed to. Y'all with me? That somewhere along the way, I think a lot of people have done it during this pandemic. And now listen, look at me. 
Can you hear the heart of your pastor? None of this is in judgment or anything, but it's me getting you to ask some questions. There's a lot of things that we needed to do for a season. That with all that's happened in the world in the last two years, we need to hit pause. But I wonder if there's people that have put, hit pause in certain places that God said, I didn't mean that to be permanent and I needed you to unpause a month ago or two months ago or six months ago or a year ago that for a season you needed to stay and watch church online, but now it's time to get your butt back in the building. Can I say that? Can I say that? That there was a time when you gave your life so much to the ministry of the church and you worked in kids and it wore you out and you needed to hit pause. But ministry is something that you rest from, but you can never retire from. God wants to use you constantly. And it's not something that you just get to walk away from. That there was a time when we hit pause and it was needed and it was necessary. But there comes a moment when we have to unpause and step forward and walk through. And I don't know what area of your life that God intended to be a temporary destination that you've turned into a dead end. And God's saying, it's time. It's time. When do I go forward? Not when I tell you to. When God does. I'm not asking anybody to unpause if God's not saying unpause. What I'm asking is, is God saying unpause? Is God saying, now's the time? If the answer is no, then, then that's fine. Because to go forward in yourself is to go forward by yourself, and that doesn't work well for anybody. There are some people, God's saying no, like you need to stay on pause for a little longer. You need to stay where you are. You need to stay in that position. But there's some of these, God's saying, get up. It is time to go. What are, you, what are you waiting on? Well, I'm waiting for this. And the, oh, you're waiting for it to be perfect? You're waiting for all the stars to align? Well, when my kids get a little older, when my job isn't less than it, <laughs> never gonna happen, amen, somebody. If you're waiting for ideal to step forward, you will never move. There's always gonna be a reason not to. But we all know there's a difference between a reason and an excuse. Can I say something that you ain't gonna like because I don't like it either because it hits me like a ton of bricks. You can make excuses or you can make progress, but you cannot do both. Some people are like. The nation of Israel, they stayed too long. And they kept coming up with reasons why they couldn't move forward. And what happened was, people began to die. And here's the thing, the longer you stay on pause when you're not supposed to, look at me, the harder it will be to move forward. You get comfortable there. And some of us, we've squatted in a place that we don't even like. And you're, like you're not staying there because you like it, you just know it. It's just familiar. You're not staying there because it's fun. You're miserable. But it's better to be miserable and stay where you are because we will stay in familiar even when we don't like it. Come on. And some of us are like, I'm scared to go forward. I am too. You say, Matt, I'm scared. I'm, I'm afraid to step forward because if I step forward, I might fall. It's better to fall short than stop short. 
the riskiest thing you might do is not take the risk. The riskiest thing to do might be to not take the risk. So where have you hit pause? And maybe that place was necessary. Maybe you were in a place of pause on purpose, led there by God, but you've lingered too long. See, there came a point when the nation of Israel, they had stayed there too long and the result was catastrophic in so many ways. Go to Exodus chapter one. It says, then a new king to whom Joseph meant nothing came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become far too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them or they will become even more numerous and if war breaks out, will join our enemies, fight against us and leave the country. And what happens next is the nation of Israel would spend centuries in deep, hard, difficult slavery to Pharaoh and his desires. And hundreds of years would go by before finally God would speak through the, a burning bush on the far side of the wilderness to a man named Moses. Go to Exodus chapter three. It says, the Lord said to Moses, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a land, a spacious land, a land flowing of milk and honey. Drop down to verse 10. Sister, now go. I'm sitting Pharaoh to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. He says, Moses, it's time. And I'm calling you to go tell my people it's time to go. And I feel like God is saying to me, Matt, tell my people it's time to go. So it's time to go. It's time for you to move. God has created you on purpose and for purpose before you were ever born. He is trying to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. And it's time to drop the excuses, let go of all the things that you think are standing in the way and start stepping toward the destiny he has designed for your life, for your marriage, for your family, for your relationship with him. It's time to go. It's time to move forward. Now is the time. And so it's time to break the pattern that impedes the progress. See, we've been living in this pattern the last couple years of being consumed by all the things. See, the nation of Israel had this really bad pattern of, of going where God led, but lingering longer than he intended to stay. And I feel like that God, through the power of his spirit, is looking at some people in the room saying, you are where I wanted you to be, but you've been there too long. And you've done nothing. He's like, I led you into that marriage, but you settled for a wedding instead of building a marriage. I led you into salvation, now it's time for you to grow up in it. I led you to that church, now it's time to do more than just take up a seat. Like it's time to go. It's time to go. So I'm inviting you to take a posture of progress with me. Like there's a posture that we have to take in our spirit if we're gonna make progress. And it involves two things that I'm gonna ask you to do, okay? You with me? Say amen. There's two things. Number one, I want, if you're gonna assume a posture of progress, the first thing is you, you gotta be honest. You gotta be honest. 
Are you, in, are you on pause because, because God wants you to be or because you just got comfortable there? Are you on pause because you really do need it? It is where God has placed you, and that's fine. To renew your spirit and to rest you up and to do all the things. Are you on pause led by God? Are you on pause by choice? Just be honest. Are you really content or are you just complacent? Be honest. Second thing that I need you to do is be willing. If God says to you, no, it's time to go, I know it's not the time. I know the timing's not great. And I go, I know you got a lot of reasons why you can't, but I'm asking you to step. Just one little step. See, that's the thing. He's not asking you go from all the way from here to there. He's asking you just to move a little further. See, we, we have a trouble managing expectations this time of year. You started your diet on January 1st, and you want to lose 75 pounds by January 7th. It does not work like that. That's why you get mad. But I thought I'd lost 75 pounds. It's been three days, and you ate four cheeseburgers. It ain't happening. <laughs> He's saying step. You know, I think about that Psalm 119. We're going to talk about it tonight. The word is a lamp into my feet. I love it's a lamp, not a spotlight. So maybe it only is intended to show you one step at a time. And when you move, he moves just like that. You got it. Be honest, be willing, and let's go. Bow your heads, close your eyes with me. I'm gonna ask you to do something really brave and really hard. If you're watching online and you know you're stuck, I need you to admit it. <laughs> I need you just to put in the chat, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. I know I'm stuck. I've known I'm stuck for the last two years, and I'm tired of it, and I'm ready to move forward. Just put in the chat, I'm stuck, and I'm ready to move forward. Type it out. I'm stuck, and I'm ready to move forward. If you're in the room, I'm going to ask you to do something that's going to take a lot of guts. If you say, Matt, you know what? Yeah. God put me on pause, and it was necessary, but I've turned it into something that was permanent, and I know I shouldn't, and I know I'm stuck, and I'm ready to move. If that's you, would you just stand up on your feet because I want to look at you and I want to pray for you. Just say, I'm stuck and stand. Stand up. Part of you standing up is saying, I'm tired of being stuck. Your willingness to stand is saying, I'm tired of being stuck. I'm tired of being stuck. My relationship with Jesus, maybe, maybe it's your relationship with Jesus. You say, Matt, somewhere along the way I got stuck. I used to be so on fire and I used to be so in the Word and I used to do all these things and, and life has happened and I got out of my rhythm and I got out of routine. Next thing you know, I'm in a rut and, and I'm not with Him and praying and seeking Him like I want to. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're stuck in your marriage and your relationship and somewhere along the way you got complacent and you're stuck and you're not treating your spouse like you need to and trying to date them and spend time pursuing them. You're stuck. Where, I don't know, what, maybe it's professionally. You just say, Matt, I'm stuck and I'm tired of it and I'm ready to get unstuck. I'm ready to move forward. If that's you, you just stand up on your feet because I want to put eyes on you today so I can pray for you. Stay standing, just stay standing. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you feel weird. Maybe you're the only one in your row. Maybe the only one in your group. Maybe the only one in your family. That's okay. That's okay. I'm stuck. And I don't want to be stuck anymore. I want to move forward. I want to progress towards my purpose, knowing that God has made me for something greater than what I'm experiencing right now. 
My prayer is, as you're standing here, that God is building that in your spirit, like creating this longing, this desire, this unsettled thing that like you will, ne- and you will never be satisfied there ever again. That when you leave this place and you go back to those old habits, like they'll, they won't do what they've done in the past. Can I invite those of you who are seated, would you join those who are standing? Let's pray together before we leave this room today. God, I thank you for every single life in this room. God, I thank you for everyone that stood to their feet, everyone who's online and and put it in the chat that they're ready to move. God, I pray that today would be a turning point in the lives of every person in this room, Lord, that this would be the day that progress is made. Although it might seem small, it will not be insignificant. They'll take one step, one push forward. God, give every one of these people the courage and the strength to walk forward with you, not following my lead or the lead of any external, secular, fleshy thing, but following the Spirit moving in their lives. God, give them strength, give them wisdom, give them courage. And God, I pray that you would just put anointing on their life and that you would be present everywhere they go and their hunger and thirst for you would grow each passing day and that you would help them to see in those moments where they lack clarity and they just feel confused, God, speak into their lives. God, do all this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said together, amen, amen, amen. Give God some praise. Hey, thank you so much for worshiping with us. We'd love to hear from you. Jump on the app. Let us know what we can do for you. We look forward to seeing those of you who can make it back tonight at five o'clock for releasing the word. We'll see you then. Have a good afternoon. We love you guys. Give God some glory as you head out. Thanks for listening to the Venice Church Podcast. We hope what you have just heard has inspired you to live and love like Jesus. If you'd like to know more about Venice Church or to get further connected, we invite you to visit us at our website at venicechurch.net. We'd also encourage you to download the Vintage app. There you can find more resources about how to get involved and grow in your faith. You can access the Venice Church app by going to app.venicechurch.net. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your spiritual journey, and we hope to see you soon.